Hello, extended family. Man, it feels good to say that. We've been gone a while, but we are back. And thank you for joining us on our first new episode in about nine months here on the Family That Games Together podcast. Uh, for those of you listening in for the first time, I am Vin. I am the GM and of the Family That Games Together and son of the one and only D&D Grandma. Just to get some explanations out of the way before we continue, um, for new listeners, uh, we are a family, but that's not just a word, we are an actual family that games together. Uh, the players consist of my sister, her husband, my wife, her sister, and two, we used to have one, but now two very close family friends as... Another one has joined us. Uh, you'll be introduced to him in this episode. And of course, last but not least, my mother, the one and only D&D Grandma. And just to give you all a rundown of what it is we're going to be doing today, for long-time listeners, I want to start with just a almost an apology. Uh, for a variety of reasons, the family got together, we talked about it, and we decided that we did not want to continue with the Valorous storyline. There was a lot of things going on in life, not at the table, that really just kind of left a bad taste in our mouth about that campaign. And for a variety of reasons, we felt it never really had a fighting chance and it never really got off the ground. Part of the reason being we started recording it as soon as COVID hit. So the world shut down and, I mean, D&D was, was still... Um, very much important to us, and it kept us together, and it kept us, you know, having fun and doing something, having something to do. But when the f campaign first started, two players were remoting in. The energy at the table was different, and throughout the course of the campaign, my father got very sick, so my mother had to miss a few sessions. Things got delayed. We ended up moving. Uh, Victoria and I moved to another house, so the game had to go on hiatus for a little bit. And then, unfortunately, my father passed away. So that just led to a lot of just things that we, when we finally got together to finish the campaign, we said, you know what, let's just, let's put a bow on this. So we did a finale just at the table, just us, just at the family, just so we could finish it and move on to a new storyline. We are very sorry to anyone out there who was listening to it. And if you were enjoying it, thank you so much. We really appreciate you listening to it. But we just, for a lot of reasons, were not enjoying playing it. So we hope you understand that we decided we wanted to move on to something more fun. Because D&D should be fun. At the end of the day, it should be fun. And we just were not having fun with the game for a, a lot of reasons. So we have moved on to a new story. We have moved to a new continent in the world of Aranis. We are going to be on the desert continent of Zarafo, where we are going to pick up with our new players, our new characters, our new heroes in a very unusual situation. And I, we are, I am personally excited. I know the players are all very excited about where the story is headed. And we hope you all enjoy it as well. And one final note, just to let you know, long-time listeners, you will not hear Kristen 
on the next few episodes. Uh, fortunately, she had to miss the first recording session due to being double booked with something else. But uh, the rest of us will be there as well as a new voice that I hope you all enjoy listening to. Thank you all for bearing with us during our hiatus. Thank you all for listening now and enjoy the relaunch of the Family That Games Together podcast. Welcome back to the table, family, as we embark on a new journey, uh, leaving the continent of Valorous behind us and embarking on a new uh, continent. This story begins in the continent of Zarafo. To anyone listening, we have a new player joining us, uh, my brother from another mother, Vinny Braz. Um, uh, Braz has been... Part of our family for two decades now, so it's only right he joined the family at the table. Thank that you very time. much. Very happy to be here. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Uh, Kristen, unfortunately, will not be joining us this session. She will be picking back with, uh, up with us next month. So we are going to begin with the rest of the players, who you all know and love. Hello, my name is Victoria. Thank you for having me. Okay. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to cut you out later. <laughs> <laughs> That'll get edited. Say whatever you want out. You will be edited. <laughs> our story begins in the back of a prisoner transport cart on the bare end byway. The rickety cart bounces up and down, jostling all of you in your seats. As discussed, no one has any armor, gear, or weapons, as you've all been taken prisoner for one reason or another. You have the clothes on your back, and that's it. At this point, you've been traveling approximately three hours, the cart having started out at first light, putting you somewhere late morning. Your hands and feet are in irons. Four guards are traveling with the cart, one on each side on horseback, one driver, and another guard riding shotgun with a loaded crossbow. Currently late morning, the weather's hot and dry, high 80s to low 90s, but inside the cart, it feels more like 110. So, male? Yes. A male elf looks sitting uh, toward the back of the cart where the gate area back lets you in and out looks up and across from him sees half or full elf full elf I think okay. yeah. looks across from him and you see describe yourself mom elf. what do you look I like physically a purple skinned and I'm sorry blue skinned elf with a blue mohawk <laughs> that's my hair I wear very uh, colorful clothing, because rangers do tend to okay. get attractive to, to colorful clothing. So I am in a colorful attire. Colorful as in like, like bright colors. Bright colors and blending okay. in. <clears throat> okay. With my beautiful blue mohawk. With a blue mohawk. <laughs> Sitting across from you is Anthony. If you want to describe yourself physically. Physically. I'm tall, very thin, blonde hair, green eyes. I'm 6'7". I'm an elf. Okay. A wood elf. To your left, you turn and see. Denise, would you care to describe yourself? 
I am a blue dragonborn, about six foot two. Female party. Huh? <laughs> it's a blue party. We're a blue party. We're yeah. a blue party. And I wear clothes of the finest nature. I come from a noble background. Very noble, very rich. Okay. Okay. Across from you, as you look up and. Braz, would you care to just... It's actually... The rules are working out where we're sitting. Braz, would you... Would you care to describe yourself? <laughs> sure. So, I am a half-elf. I have bronze skin, golden eyes, and blonde hair. Very, uh, very somber looking. Because I'm not by the ocean. Because you're not by the ocean. Yes. Oh, you're also, not... Also half-elf. Half-elf. Well, half-elf. no. Full half? Oh, full elf? Full... Yeah, two fools, a half, half, and a dragonborn. And a, and a dragon. Oh, okay, sorry. I thought we had like three half-elves. I was like, oh, that's a lot of elves. <laughs> <laughs> and sitting two and two on each side, there's a smaller bench at the head of the cart. Shackled there, Victoria, would you care to describe yourself? I am a very large half-elephant, and I'm wearing pink... Um, kind of really worn and tattered kind of clothes that look like they've been like handmade and they're all like pink colors and I have my hair is in dreadlocks and currently it's up in like a tight bun above my hair and the my hair is white but it kind of fades to the same kind of pinkish dark that's also in my clothes and um, I currently have like mud on my feet my feet are elephant feet and they're Currently, I, I don't wear shoes, and they're kind of full of mud and dirt. And I have a very thin kind of shawl over my shoulders, and I look very elderly. And I am a little shy of eight feet tall. Oh, well, I am a zombie big looking girl. up at you. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm an Andre the Giant. I'm a big girl at the back of the. Okay. The Question When you say half elephant, you say you have elephant legs and feet. Yes, I have a tusk. You have a tusk. I have a tusk, and I have a trunk. <laughs> you a trunk. I'm sorry, I have, tr- I have tusks, and I have a big yeah. trunk, but you and have I arms. have big ears. But you have arms. I have regular arms and regular legs. My, I'm sorry, my hands are normal hands, but my feet are elephant feet. Okay, okay. I'm just okay. getting the picture. Okay. Getting a picture and then, and um, also you can see on me, my skin is a dark, dark gray, but except for where you see white on my skin where you can see that it's almost like um like tattoos on me okay in white on okay. my dark dark skin okay I look like i have green eyes would anybody be making chit chat or introducing themselves to any characters or would you be writing in silence i'll be in silence okay quiet okay i'd probably be mumbling that i can't feel the breeze <laughs> okay <laughs> okay then I don't like being in closed spaces either. I like the sun and I like the air. Mm. Okay. But I assume this can't last forever. You travel for another approximately 30 minutes before hearing the driver rein in the horses. And after a few seconds, you hear the clicking sound of a portcullis being raised outside, outside your car. Mm-hmm. When that stops, the cart slowly moves forward again, another 30 feet or so before stopping. And you can hear the guards come off the cart and you can hear them dismounting off their horses. 
your passive perceptions, which if you didn't make a note of it, it would be your perception modifier plus 10. Mm -hmm. So if anyone has a passive perception of 10 or better, yeah, well, it should, everyone is 10. I'm thinking it should be all of you. You hear the sounds of a small crowd, like bustling and murmuring, like gathering around outside your cart. And you hear the sound of the portcullis coming back down, this time on the other side of the cart. You heard it at the front, now you hear it behind you. Coming back down. The cart is opened, and sunlight fills the back of the cart. So any of you who have become dark-adjusted, now it's that squinty, just-woke-up-open-the-drapes kind of feeling. And as you're led out of the cart, Mom's character, Anthony's character first, you immediately feel sand beneath your feet. The, on the right side of the cart, when you step down, oh, on the right side of the cart, your left, as you're getting out of it, it would be on your left, there's a large courtyard you can see enclosed with almost like sandstone bricks. They're approximately 30 feet high. And in this courtyard, there's various training equipment. You see wooden dummies, targets, uh, stuffed uh, humanoid-looking targets, logs for lifting, training circles, all throughout this courtyard. On the other side, your right, the cart's left, you see a villa directly underneath of it. Like, the, the, the villa is above you, and underneath there's, like, a lounge area covered with uh, tables, chairs, and the villa above it goes two stories up to a balcony that overlooks the courtyard. The common area underneath the villa is filled with about two dozen figures that have begun slowly milling and approaching the cart. Most of them are battle-scarred. Some are sneering at you. Some whispering amongst themselves and elbowing. Two figures stand out. One is a tall, humanoid-looking figure, but very much features of a lion. Lioness-type uh, figure. Uh, you can see the battle scars. You can see large claws. And this figure is clearly being deferred to. It's being given a wide berth. People are reacting to it with some reverence. And there's a second figure who the seas part as this figure approaches. Human-looking male, bald head, dark skin. He's wearing a studded leather breastplate with tan canvas pants frayed at mid-calf, carrying a large whip in both of his hands. And as his eyes level on you, the five of you can see this is not a trick of the sun. His eyes are glowing. They're glowing white. He looks you up and down as the guards filter you all out. You are now standing single file on the sand. And this bold figure begins circling around the line of you. He's eyeing you as the way a lion would eye an antelope. He looks at the dragonborn. Was it, what is it that you are standing on right now? And he looks up and down, but he happened to say that in front of the dragonborn. Standing on? What is it that you are standing on right now? Sandy ground. You take one point of damage as he elbows you in the gut, looking away from you. Really? He turns and gestures to the lioness figure. Kali, what is it that you are standing on right now? The most hallowed of grounds, Arindin, soaked with honorable blood of those who came before us. Correct, champion. Oh. His eyes level back on all of you again. I wasn't on the cart. <laughs> You're a lion! Oh. Lori the lion! I'm sorry, not Laura. Kali, K-A-L-I. 
And soon it will be your blood on this sand, as he points at the gestures at the five of you. Along with your sweat and your tears, if you follow what I teach, your fear will fall to the sand. Along with your weakness, replaced with strength, perseverance, and a longing for glory. At that last line, a, a huzzah comes out amongst the dozens of figures that are standing that are standing around you. And consider all of yourselves fortunate to be among the elite here at House Bloodborne. Bloodborne. Your masters, and he gestures up to the balcony of the villa, Dobroslav and Colette Bloodborne, producers of the finest sikas in all of Zarafo. And you now you can you can level on two figures up at the balcony. A dwarven man, unusually long white hair and beard, both worn in a tight, well-combed, multi-knotted braid. And the female next to him is standing perfectly straight, and she has this bushy, Merida from Brave kind of hairdo. Very red, very curly, very bushy. Is she also dwarven? She is human. And now, what's the guy's name again? I'm sorry. Which one? The one he's introduced. So he said blah, blah, blah. Dobros- and Dobroslav and Colette Bloodborne. That's cool. The dwarf man places both hands on... Places both of his hands on the balcony as he leans over. The coming days and weeks will show who is more than just a common slave. Who is worthy of the title of Sika. Fail and find yourself dead on the sand. Or sold off to toil in the fields or brothels. Succeed and take your place among my gods of the arena. And again, led by the lioness, a chant begins. Blood born, blood born. Blood born, hands and weapons in the air. The bald man who spoke to all of you raises his hand, and the seek is quiet down almost immediately. Yes, Laura? Oh, no, sorry. I was waiting for you to stop. How do you pronounce the, the head guy's name again? Not the couple on the back. The, the bald guy who's like. Yeah. yeah. Aridane. That's Aradane. his title. Aridane. No, that's his title. That's his title. That's how you say it. Aridane, yeah. Okay. And he looks at all of you. All right. Now let us see what I have to work with. With that, the Sikas make their way down to the sand and they form a circle around the five of you. And one by one, the following warriors are called into the circle. The bald man turns. Darnassus! And a male half-orc. Sneering at all of you. <laughs> with um, He has a large like wooden mallet that he has on his shoulders that he's holding like this with a like, Johan on either mm-hmm. side of it. Flinto! And a little halfling with his hands taped steps onto the sand, cracking his neck, shoulders like this. Gubrash, a female bugbear, steps onto the sand, wooden training sword, wooden shield. Iron Grinder. And in the very back of the crowd, you see a large minotaur stand up, push his way to the front. He has a wooden glaive. All the weapons are wooden, by the way, they're all training weapons. Okay. And Kali. And with that, Laura, if you want to go into more detail about what your character looks like. She is a golden lioness, top to bottom. She has golden fur. She has cat eyes that are yellow. She's in, you know, like 
slave scrap clothing. She has a very beautiful shiny metal plate on her shoulder that is designates she's champion. She has yeah, yellow fur. She also has some red spots on her shoulders across her face. She also has a mohawk, but it's like a floppy, kind of one-sided mohawk and it fades to a red. Yeah. Oh. Okay. And she's seven feet tall. Wow. I thought maybe he's just six foot. Yeah. <laughs> one by one, you're oh, all. Badass. The shackles are undone. Your irons are done. Oh, your hands okay. are free. Your, your, your feet are free. Five training weapons are tossed to the ground in front of you. And you are each told basically pick, fight, figure it out amongst yourselves. All are wooden, all are training. There's a great axe, a halberd, a quarterstaff, a rapier, and a scimitar. I go for the scimitar. You take the scimitar, okay. Yes. Take the rapier. Rapier, okay. Albert. That leaves a great axe and a quarterstaff. Great axe. Great axe. I okay. want the quarterstaff. Okay. Quarterstaff. Okay. The Sikas take a little step back, except for the five who were called forward. Squaring off has happened. Let me draw a little, uh, a little thing. Yes. I have to ask. Did they take my spiritual weapon away from my, my my holy symbol away from me? It's just a stone, right? It's just a stone. It's no. a carved stone. No. They didn't? They did not. Okay. If they didn't then I'm not gonna pick up anything. I'm not gonna pick up the stick. I'm just gonna mm. walk away. Oh, okay. So let's get markers on the table for yourselves. You were all single file when this started. Okay, we'll say the bugbear, the half orc. The halfling. Oh, good. And the minotaur. Oh, thank you. Wow. <laughs> Holy crap. Wow. All right, let's roll initiative. <laughs> get, get the start off that <laughs> They're not rolling bad. That was terrible. Okay, uh, just going around the table. Ant. Four. Seven. Okay. Okay. Denise. Seven. Minus one initiative. Minus one, you're going to be so mad. So is that six total or seven total? Seven, seven total. Okay. Um, Kali. Fifteen. Victoria. Sixteen. Brads. Four. <laughs> I don't feel so bad. <laughs> Paladin. Paladin. <laughs> and mom. Five. Oh, wow. You're really? being very, very undude. Low. Yeah. Very That's very undude. Very undude. It's very undude. We don't abide. Okay. Leading us off. Being very undude right now. Okay. Leading us off will be the monk, the halfling. Is this a battle royale? Uh, like it's. We're all fighting each other? You've done this many times. Yeah. This is the test for the new recruits. So it's basically you and, and the other four Sikas against the new recruits. But it looks like we're squared up, and it looks like I'm looking directly at the lion. She's so determined to attack me here now. <laughs> like, look at oh, that. She's know. planning to go after me first. <laughs> there, okay. <laughs> look at that, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at her, baby. So the Because when I rolled a 16, and when she rolled 17, I said 16, and we both went... <laughs> yeah. I said, <laughs> the halfling is not holding any weapons. As soon as Aradane's... Pig 
again! He just cracks his nut, and before any of you even have a chance to react, he is jumping and doing like a flying Superman punch onto Anthony's character. That is a 17 to hit, so that will hit. That is... Boom! He hits you for five points of damage. And when he lands, he's going to spend a key point to then do a spinning back kick. Uh, that will miss. I believe that is a 12. So your armor class is a 13. That will miss. As you stagger back and you're just able to get a hand up and you kind of swipe his foot away. Victoria, your character's next. I'm going to look at the lion and cast hold person. Wisdom save, please. Oh, all right. <laughs> Ten. That's a fail, right? Because she goes against... If, if she goes against your spell, DC. My spell, DC? Thirteen. Thirteen. So now I'm hell. So, Kali, as you're... You just have this, like, paralysis. You can't move. You're frozen in place. Yes. Some weird kind of spellcaster over here. And I'm standing as relaxed as possible. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> Next up is the half-orc. So I skip my turn altogether? Um, no, I think you make a save on your turn. You guys tied. I'm just breaking it up. Oh, oh okay. You tied the half-orc. So the half-orc moves in on the pink die. I'm guessing that's mom? Mm-hmm. That one? That's yes, you, mom? Yes, it is. Okay. The half-orc levels on you. Giant wooden mallet swinging over his head, and it is flying directly at you. Swings totally wild. You can tell this one, he's fighting out of just like pure anger, not exactly so much skill. So he swings wildly and you just, you're able to duck underneath the shot. Whole person, are they, when, did, when can I make the save again? Choose a human as you can see within a range of wisdom saving or wisdom saving throw, or be paralyzed for the duration. At the end of each of its turns, the target can take another wisdom save on a success for the spell ends. Okay. So at the end of your turn, you can do another wisdom save. Okay. Uh, Kali, uh, really, it's all you can do because you're paralyzed. Uh, can I roar? If, if this whole person, like, it's, is it my whole body or is it my just a cannon? What does it say about actions and. Paralyzed. It, she, so she has paralyzed the, creature is handicapped and it can't move or speak. It oh, cannot speak. move or speak. Okay, so then I can just do a. You can always do a wisdom save, yeah. No, you failed me last time. You failed me. <laughs> you failed me last time. Seventeen. You break it. The spell breaks. Can I still use my bonus action? This is at the end. Of at your the turn. end of your turn, oh. so that would be the end of your turn. Sorry. Yell at your sister, not me. Mm-hmm. Hey. You were gonna kick my ass. Let's oh, just kick your ass. I know. <laughs> the bugbear goes now. I think this is hurting my relationship for future. The bugbear is closing in. Oh, uh, that's you, right, Brez? That is. Okay. Bugbear has a wooden shield and a wooden sword, and it's does a little jump and it's going to do like an Achilles stab. Okay. Yeah, it's eighteen on the die. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> Oh, not bad. Uh, three points of damage. Okay. Alright, that's basically all of them, and now almost all of you go. Um, Anthony and Denise are tied, but I'm going to take a wild stab at this and assume Anthony's dex is higher. So... No, that's not right. <laughs> Anthony, you're up. Yeah. Rapier in your hand. Little halfling shit uh, staring at you. 
So are we using the stats for the weapons themselves, or are we just using, are we going for our unarmed strike? No, no, you're using the You can use your normal attack bonus. You're just going to be rolling damage based on the weapon you were, you were given. Okay. All right, what I want to do is uh, I want to roll behind it. Okay. And try to sweep my feet to knock under him to knock him down. Okay. We're gonna do a pose acrobatics on that. Yeah, you could do it. I wanna roll behind him and then while I'm doing that, I leg sweep him. Okay. Make an acrobatics check. Fifteen. Total? Yeah. Okay. That works. So this dark elven figure with the blonde hair you said right yes. that was across from you mom you see do like a forward roll turn and as he spins out he does like a foot sweep and actually knocks the halfling down on his feet i'll say the halfling takes two points of damage uh level one that's basically your turn okay yeah, yeah that's your action so you yeah. do a little kick and down he goes okay uh denise you're up now the dragonborn is up spit lightning at him. Okay, a little breath weapon. Okay, so that is a saving throw for him. A uh, dex save. A dexterity save. Uh, 8 plus 2 constant and proficiency. That is a dirty 20, so it will take half damage. Okay. So roll me the damage for your breath weapon. Good breath. 6 what is it, six plus? I don't think it's plus anything. I think it's just the dice. Okay, six. So he will take three points of lightning damage as the blue dragonborn just kind of rears back and this shot of bolt of lightning flies out of its mouth, singeing the half-orc a bit. Half-orc or is that the minotaur? No, the minotaur. Oh, it's you on the mi Yeah, that's the minotaur. I'm sorry. That is the minotaur. <laughs> sorry. Mom, you're up. Okay. I know it. He's, he's laughing. The DM is like, laughing. Yeah. Watch out, watch out. <laughs> Try to get off the great X. Okay. Mm -hmm. Roll me a D20. Great I need, to, I need to see your stats. Mommy, playing. Great chocolate. Oh, the great chocolate. <laughs> oh! Jesus Christ. What is she doing? Natural 20! Brad's <laughs> <laughs> got excited. Very much so. Very much so. For our low rolls. Okay. Somebody <clears throat> And that is the half-orc that is on you. Okay, so roll me two d12s. Okay. You get maxed out. I'm jumping there. Okay. As this elf with the mohawk ducks underneath, and you come up with this uppercut, <laughs> and you actually see a tooth fly out of oh, yes. the half-orc's mouth. <laughs> it steps back now, bleeding from the mouth. Eyes go wide with rage. <laughs> Like, yeah. cannot believe you just scored on him. <laughs> <laughs> Next is the Minotaur. The Minotaur, as it steps up, you see the minute right away that this Minotaur is not just brawn. It has this training glaive in its hand. It has this training glaive in its hand, and as he steps up, he begins spinning it over his head. Turns and does a very skilled shot at you. <laughs> that is a 17? Yeah. yeah. I'm not happy. How many hit points do you have? 11. You have one. Oh, 10 points of damage. 
The Minotaur whacks you right down on your shoulder blade and you can feel that like tingly energy just course through you. And it just sort of shakes its tusk in front of you. And bringing up the rear, the hey. paladin. <laughs> you got a four in initiative, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Welcome the paladin. Oh, yeah. All right, I'm going to uh, slash him with a halberd. Okay. Once they get added to the roll for a uh, for halberd. Halberd, that's a strength-based weapon? Strength, so, uh, so 18? Yeah, yeah, that'll hit. Nice. And you are fighting the bugbear. Okay. Yes. And that's... What do I add to Your that? strength modifier. Strength modifier. So, three. Three damage. Okay. I can't do a, uh, can't, I can't do a cantrip as a bonus action, right? Not unless it's a specifically a bonus action cantrip. Yeah. Back to the top of the order is the halfling, who is now on his feet. Oh, no, who is now on his back. And without even getting up, so I'm actually going to give him the attack at disadvantage... Uh, he just kind of braces on the floor with one hand, and he's going to do like a turning roundhouse kick to your face. To my face. So I will give him disadvantage because he's actually not getting up to do it. I'm a rogue, though. Can I anticipate this? <laughs> oh, you sweet summer child. <laughs> I didn't uh, see the roll. Was it? He misses. Oh. He misses. I thought it was the... He missed. He missed. So he goes to swing it. Yeah, he goes to kick at you, but he got a little cocky and a little angry. Right. Again, you just sort of scoot back. He's just going to use the rest of his turn to stand up, and now he's standing over you. I got you. Uh, but he did not hit you. Victoria. Yes. You're up. How far away is she still from me? She's still... You guys haven't moved, so... Because she's not there, Brass, can you actually help me? Can you back me up one foot? Wow. Okay. And I'm going to say, I tried, and I'm going to cast a flaming sphere. Okay. And I'm going to put my hands out, I'm going to look up at the sun, and I'm going to, like, open up my body, and, like, almost like I'm absorbing the sun, and I'm going to, like, go like this, and, like, intensify it, and then I'm going to ram her with the sphere. Okay. How does flaming sphere work? Talk me through it. Ah, right. Five-foot diameter sphere of fires appeared in an unoccupied space of your choice within range and lasts for the duration, which is ten, oh, one minute. Sorry. Any creature that ends its turn within five feet of the sphere must make a deck saving throw or take two d6 fire damage. As a bonus action, you can choose to move the sphere up to 30 feet and ram somebody with the sphere. And the creature must make a saving throw against the sphere as the sphere stops moving this turn. Okay, so what saving throw does Kali have to make? I have to make a dex save. You have danger sense, right, Kali? No. Advantage on the save. So I just play. When I just hit you with like a like a like a ball of fire, and now it's just standing and just hitting you. Seventeen. <laughs> Does that, does, that, does that make it? What do I do? It's, it's my Your spell DC. Come on, Cleric. I don't remember things. No, you make it. Okay, is it half damage or is it all or nothing? Half damage. Okay, so she takes half damage. Four damage. All right. Okay, Kali, you take four damage. You take four damage and now this big fiery sphere is between the two of us and it's just like... Is that your... Sorry, is that your turn? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the half-orc goes now very angry that you marked up his pretty face. <laughs> Is that you, Mom? 
he does a little stutter step and is gonna do like a Hassan mm-hmm. smash. Four. <laughs> so again, but you can tell he is fighting out of pure anger. There is no skill here. Yeah. And as the mallet's coming down, you just kind of, and it hits the stand next yes. to you. <laughs> wow, okay. this is this is very on brand. I'm glad it happened this way. Kali, you're up. Kali's pissed. Kali <laughs> <laughs> okay. will rage. Ooh. Yeah! <laughs> we need one character to rage. <laughs> oh no, wait. Yeah. Rage is a bonus action. It is a bonus action. Yes. I was going to roar, but then that would be... I can't do both, right? Correct. Unless you want to forego your action to do two bonus actions. Some DMs don't allow that. I do. No, no I'm going to rage. Okay. Oh, this is apropos. A bolt of lightning shoots from my chest. Another creature of my choice that can be, I can see within 30 feet must succeed on a con save or take radiant damage and be blinded. Guess who I'm going to aim that at? I don't know. Yeah, it's going... Going right at the elephant. Um, <laughs> wow! <laughs> and I get to miss, use it right? again as a bonus action for four women. Okay. okay. So the the lion lets out this roar, and a bolt of lightning shoots out of its chest, hitting the elephant. I'm sorry, I have to make a save at this point. Is that what, is that how that works? Save. Deck save. Yeah, the cleric specialty. <laughs> As Braz is like, the struggle is real. <laughs> You're extremely swift. <laughs> and fleet of foot. Oh, I'm going to guess that fails. <laughs> okay. But you also... This is my bonus action. That's a bonus action. action. That's a bonus action. action. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Six. Six points of radiant damage for you. And now I'm coming at you with my great axe. <laughs> no remorse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're blinded now. Oh, I'm blind. She's blind. Can you give me a blinded? Oh, coming right up. Another six points of slashing. <laughs> and now, DM, question. She's blinded. Can yes. I pull out of melee? You can pull out of melee. Technically, she'll be able to attack, but it'll be a disadvantage because she can't see. Alright. So she can take an attack of opportunity. But it has to be a melee attack. It can't be a spell, and it's at disadvantage. I'm just going to step away from her. Okay. Are you taking an attack of opportunity? Oh, wait. Did I have to use my movement to get around the fireball? I'll say you had enough to get back. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. Fireball. Excuse me? You're not... You're ten feet away from each other. It's fine. (laughs) She's determined to try to kick my ass. You're not going to. It's going to be a nice... uh, Good thing you know her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to try... It's an offhand attack, right? It would be any melee attack just at disadvantage. I don't have any weapons. You didn't, you, you didn't take the quarter staff. I didn't take the quarter staff. Oh, then it's a, uh, just an unarmed ta- attack, yeah. How you, do I do it? What do I add? This would be you're not proficient in unarmed attack, so it would be just a yes, d- I am because I have my trunk. My trunk can do on on off. Oh, so then two d twenties, take the lower, and then whatever your attack bonus is for the trunk. She doesn't have a look at the face. How'd that go? <laughs> I miss you. That's what happened. As you're stepping back, Kali, the trunk goes to sweep your I'm legs out, and you just. <laughs> and just do a little like that. I want I want it to look like like Karate Kid, like where like you just like kind of like your knees just kind of like pop over and like. Oh. You know I mean like. Like a flip over that? almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I just pop out. Sure. Of I'm a feline. I just think it would look cool. Yeah, yeah. you just see the lion just kind of do a little. 
flip back and avoid the trunk. Mm-hmm. So uh, do you end your turn within five feet of my flaming spear? I do not. Bitch. <laughs> wow. Uh, the bugbear again is going Whoa. to return fire on you, Braz. Okay. Yeah, that is an 18 yeah. total. Ooh, that is seven points of damage. Ooh, 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 I'm barely up. <laughs> <laughs> Turn the <laughs> Level one. Level one. Anthony, you're up. I'm up. I want to. Uh, well, I, I want to kick it in the jewels. Okay. And as it's bending down, as he's bending down, I want to do a roundhouse. You won't be able to do both. Oh, you can do, okay. you can do kick the kicking the jewels. Right. That you can do. Right. Roll me a d20 and just add your dexterity modifier. 21. Yeah, that'll hit. What's your dexterity modifier? Three? Okay, I will say he takes four points of damage from a good old-fashioned ball kick. Does he uh, have uh, that high-toned voice? Oh, yeah, you got him. He's... Okay. <laughs> Gotcha. <laughs> He's doing that thing right now. That's it for me. And with that, you see the other seekers do the ooh. For the bloodborne. Bloodborne. Denise, you're up. All right. Uh, just a DM question. I mm-hmm. just wanted to hit, try to hit with the scimitar, but you also have a bonus action at the end for second wind. Yeah, you can do that. Okay. Mm, all right, so I'll, I'll use my scimitar. And what am I adding? My strength? Yeah, just your, whatever your attack fighter, right? Yeah. Yeah, your attack bonus. You, you can use any weapon. So whatever your attack bonus would be. So your strength plus your proficiency. Okay, plus, so it's plus five, though. Oh, Christ. That will miss. I know it will miss. How did you know? <laughs> bonus action will be second wind. Second wind, okay. Yeah, so... Oh, yeah, that's a little better. Uh, what is that for? Mm-hmm. One, so... so six, you six. heal six. So back to six. The Minotaur seven. just parries uh, with the with his training glaive. Just able to knock your yeah, Minotaur yeah, away. Yeah, I get it, I get it, I get it. Mom, you're up. Okay. I still want to use that walk to... to sure. It's going to be dice going to okay. jail. These guys are really hard. Nine. That's not going to do it, Mom. Ah, yeah. <laughs> so that's so not like, going to do it. I know. Sorry. I know what your modifiers are. That's not going to do it. Okay. There you go. So you go for it again, and this time he actually reaches out and catches the weapon. No, and that's... There you go. There you go. How much damage? The Minotaur is up. Oh, no. It's his, when it's his turn. He's oh, okay. On. That's right. Uh, 18 on the die. Okay. Nine. I'm dead. Oh, oh, you're out. You're not dead. These are not, they're not trying to kill. These are not shots to kill. These are all. So I'm at zero. You are at zero. The Minotaur parries the, the shot with the scimitar and comes up and does like an uppercut with the hilt. And you see the dragonborn just buckle. At that moment. So what happens now? If it's not death, they're not death rolls, correct? No, you're not in death stage. We're not doing that right now. Okay. Two other Sikas come up and they drag the Dragonborn <laughs> off the sand and into uh, the villa area. And immediately, one of them runs over and shoves this like bag of herbs into your mouth. Okay. With that, the Minotaur lowers its weapon and just steps oh, off. Oh, I thought it was going to like pounce on me. 
So we'll say you guys are off the battlefield right now. Okay. Take your die back and okay. the Minotaur. Fair enough. And you can see with the Minotaur, there's no gloating. There's no, like, posing or anything. It's just down goes the Dragonborn, and he just lowers his weapon and turns and walks okay. off. Okay. Just very business as usual. Uh, Braz, you're up. Level one sucks. Okay? That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Alright, need a DM ruling on this. Yes. We're on sand, right? You're on sand, yes. Can I use the gust can trip to try to kick sand in the, in the uh, bugbear's eyes? Ooh! Nice. Oh, I like it! Yeah, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. So make a... Effectively roll a spell attack, is what I'll say. Oh, okay. Somebody's like the cleric in me, like because it's a it's a sh- it's like a strength DC save, but I don't know if that applies here because I'm trying to blind him. Now I'm gonna do something different with this. So okay. yeah, we're gonna roll, roll a spell attack for me. Not twenty. Yay! Somebody does it. Okay. I am sorry, by the way, for the clap. No, no, no! no. I can, I can fix it. I can fix it in post. Okay. <laughs> headphones right now. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> You see the pal, um, sorry, yeah, well, we said paladin. You see this uh, half-elf just kind of reach down and collect sand in sort of like this windy sort of wind tunnel. And the bugbear right in her face. And immediately I'm giving her the blinded condition until the end of her next turn. There's going to be a saving throw involved, a nat 20. I'm eliminating the saving throw. She is blinded until the end of her turn. Awesome, thank you. That is the ruling. You got it. I love players getting creative with their shit like that. Top of the order, the halfling now just sort of kind of collects himself. (laughs) Dirty fighter. (laughs) You want to play for that one? And he goes to do a sure you can. Yeah. Oh, that'll just hit. That is a 14. Uh, Four points of damage. And as he lands... Uh, he is going to spend a key point. Actually, no, he can't. He's out of key points. He's done. So that is his turn. Elephant. Thanks. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm going to get up, and I'm going to walk directly over to her. Mm-hmm. Right through the fireball. No. Taking it. No. <laughs> Actually. You're blinded. You don't know where no, she I'm is. No, I'm not. When I, at the top of my turn, I, I'm unblinded. Oh. Wait, okay. I think you need to make a... Wait, do you need to make a C? Or does it just end? B... Be blinded until the start of your next turn. Yeah. Okay. So you are not blinded. So, so you're going to chase after her? Yeah, I'm going to walk right up to her. Okay. And I am going to do a melee spell attack. Oh, yeah. Taking out my good die. Is this what I think it is? Yeah. Yeah, okay. It's the only freaking thing a, a cleric can have. Clerics are such good healers. Here's what death tastes like. <laughs> and foot wounds. Bonus action, hit you with a fucking spear. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Make you, a save! You go to... You can do that as a bonus? As a bonus, I can move the spear and hit people with it's it. a spear. I thought you said spear. Okay. I thought she did too, yeah. Oh. Spear. 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 Moves the flaming sphere. And I gotta back the fuck up. Yeah, five, six. I can move back. Okay, go ahead. What am I rolling? What am I rolling again? Deck save. With advantage. Oh, no. I don't use. Hold on. Seven damage! 
bitch! <laughs> you are like a gnat. An annoying, annoying gnat. <laughs> I'm so pissed off. If inflict wounds landed, I would have fucking killed you. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to be next to the sphere. You took 20 feet of movement already, so okay. Because I can move this thing 30 feet. Sure. And Kali will get an attack of opportunity as you move back. No, I'm going to stay. You stay right there? Okay. Yeah. Got it. The half work goes now. Yeah, that'll hit your mom. Uh-huh. Finally, the half-orc scores. He hasn't hit you yet. That is eight points of damage. As you can feel your jaw dislocate when the wall hits you. You actually feel your jaw dislocate. Okay. That'll learn ya. Kali, you're up. Um, I am going to hit Grandma Dumbo with a Lightning with a bolt of <laughs> Grandma Dumbo. Right in the chest. <laughs> Why not dad? Why not just still hit his sword? It's level one. You know, I have two sisters, sisters against, yeah. against each other. I feel like this keeps going. This entire thing is just gonna like we're just gonna yeah. stop fighting and just watch this. <laughs> like they're taking it very personal. They each other? <laughs> yes. Got plus three, so that is eight, nine, ten, eleven. You are gonna take a d6 of radiant damage, and Four. you're blind. Ah, one point. One point. Now I'm gonna hit you with my great axe with advantage. Now, is that advantage? Is it because she's blinded? Why, yes. Why? Okay. Yeah. yeah, the advantage is because she's blinded. Thirteen plus six, nineteen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're fighting the champion. 12 points slashing. And, yeah, go ahead. Try and hit me again. I'm going to back up away from this ball. Uh, you get Over there. Uh, a trunk attack at disadvantage. No, but it was okay. You know, it's hard when you start playing at a lower level then. Because, like, the problem is, is that you're so used to your modifiers making it work. But right now, your modifiers are for shit. <laughs> so it's like, oh, wait, so I rolled a six, but I still hit. No, I don't. It's a seven. <laughs> you know, it's like, my last character, I rolled a six, and it was a 15. So it's okay. <laughs> the bugbear, like, it was squinting against the sand in her eyes. is just going to swing wildly at you. Disadvantage. Nope, that is a two on the die. You just do the whoa boy as the as the sword swings over your head. Uh, Anthony, back to you. I'm gonna do my basil wrathborn imitation, and I want to take my rapier and dink him in his stomach. Okay, roll me um, uh, an attack. You can use that modifier there. D20 plus five. Uh, nine. Okay. Uh, he kind of just does, steps back into sort of like a blocking kind of crescent kick mm-hmm. as you do your hunger. <laughs> Mom, you're up. Okay. As the half orc just scored. See if I can get. Yeah, so whatever you want to do. Okay, that'll hit. Ah. Roll me a d12. Seven. That's that's all that's all I needed okay, to know. A- Your jaw dislocates. You use the momentum of this to sort of uh, slide down on your great axe, so you're holding it at the lowest point on the handle. 
maximum torque as you swing. He's smiling at you as the great axe caves in his head and does like a timber spot where he falls. He basically does a flare flop. <laughs> this guy here? Yep. With that, there's... I'm going to pull you because you're going to be directed off the battlefield at that point. Okay. And there's sort of a sound, not of like, like, oh my God, but it's kind of like a... <laughs> That's kind of the reaction amongst the other Zikas. Like, not a lot of surprise that if he's the one that fell amongst them. <laughs> gotcha. Can I use a reaction right there? What do you want to do? When she caves in his head with the, with the great axe, I want to hold my great axe up and be like, yeah, they kick ass. Like, <laughs> I use one too. Oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. As, you, as you knock him out and as yeah. he falls, you look over and the lion kind of gives you a... A salute with her. She's using a great axe as well. Okay. Okay. Well done, <laughs> Mom. Uh, Braz, you're up. Alrighty. Well, see, this is not destiny, so I'm not going to use my lay on hands. So I'm going to attack. Thirteen to hit. Yep. She's not in armor. Nice. Uh, seven damage. Seven damage. Oh, seven. Actually, no. Seven. Uh, nine damage. Nine damage. Bringing down the halberd, you land at that little spot where the Vulcan neck pinch usually happens, and the bugbear goes down. Oh. As you're directed off the battlefield. Two down. The monk goes now. He's going to do the running, like, Captain America knee, where he jumps up and tries to knee you directly in the chest. Knee you in the chest? Nope. Not with a four on the dice, he's not. Elephant. Elephant? Yeah, for a penny. I am going to, first I'm going to take the spear and hit her again. So that's another <laughs> save. Oh, terrible. 15. You make it, I think. You make it. Half damage. Half damage of three. Half of three? Half of three. So you did one. Oh god, Stop. I'm fucked. Stop hey. reading my character. Easy there, metagamer. <laughs> I'm not going to use the knowledge. I just was like... When I look at the character that I'm currently fighting, how well do I feel... This is a vinocracy, not a democracy. How are you feeling when I look at you? You're asking... (laughs) Perception check. What's your passive... Hold on. No, no, no. You're asking how she's feeling? Yeah. What's your insight modifier? Insight is a five, so I have 15. 15? How are you feeling, Kali? Annoyed. Annoyed? <laughs> health-wise. Health-wise. I'm not that bad. She don't look that bad there. Elephant. Oh. She just saluted her, com- her competitor for doing <laughs> a hit. She's probably all right. What are, we do- what are we doing, Tori? I am going to try to do a flick once again. Okay. Moving back in. Damn it. Not blinded anymore, right? No. Kali, you're up. I'm out to your modifier. Oh. Alright, good. She's down. You hit? You rolled to hit and you hit? No, I only have one hit point left. She so. might miss. Oh. It's a wisdom save. Oh, sorry, it's a con save. Nine. For con save? Yeah. Twelve. The burst of radiant energy comes forth from the colleague's chest again, and that will be enough to eliminate Solana from the fight. The flaming sphere goes away. And again... Oh, I don't finish my turn. Oh, you can if you want. Normally, 
You are. She's raging and she's pissed. <laughs> okay, that's fine. So that's my bonus action. I'm gonna use 35 feet. I'm going to go on this guy and just great axe. Onto Anthony or onto the monk? Onto Anthony. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's a nat one. I'm just really pissed. <laughs> okay. It's okay. So now you've got two of them on you. Uh, it is your turn, Ant. I'm going to do a roundhouse on the little guy. Okay. Ten? Um, oh, I added acrobatics. What's a, I that would be five. just your dexterity modifier. Oh, okay. So eight, eight will miss, unfortunately. He goes now. He's going to go for a ball shot. Oh. Yeah, that's 15 on the die. Three points of damage. Kali, back to you. Yep, he just got hit in the nuts. I guess it's down. I guess it's down now. Not up. <laughs> he did like an upward ridge hand. Boom. Okay, I'm gonna use my bonus action to hit him with a bolt of light. Um, make a con save. That'll be plus my plus your constitution save. Oh no, no you. Three. <laughs> yeah. Six points of damage. And that'll be enough to remove the final one of the new recruits. Good, good. Get out of there. From the battlefield. You did it. You were the last one standing. I want to stand in the center as the last one standing and use my lion roar to make everybody frighten of me. Okay. As the battle battle subsides, before the elf, the final elf amongst you who was left standing is dragged off the battlefield, the lioness puts her foot on his chest and lets out this blood-curdling roar that chills all of you to your bones. You're actually a little scared of her in that moment. That echoes throughout the halls. Uh, With that, the ones of you who were knocked out are dragged off and you wake up and this herb mixture has been shoved into your mouths and you're kind of being made to chew it. And as you're stabilized effectively, you get one hit point back. Oh, oh. thank you. With that, the the bald male with the glowing eyes is just sort of, all right, show them to their quarters, patch their wounds, and we'll begin training. And turns and the Sikas sort of converge on you, and you will be brought into the villa at that point. But uh, I think there we will take a break and call that the end of episode one. Hey!